Alright mate, welcome to the first ever What Would Millennials Do bite-sized episode, AK. We won't ma- waste any time <laughs> we won't waste any time introducing because we've got a limited time period. Yeah, I think um, you know, this is it's like the playoffs of of the podcast. It's you know, we're coming in the clutch. <laughs> We haven't got any time to mess around, haven't got any time for mistakes. We can get straight to the point. So what are we going to be talking about today? Kind of like, kind of like overtime of a game, but yeah. yeah. So what we're going to talk about today is I've uh, accidentally or just fortuitously created a new way to make decisions, basically, when you're unsure of what to do. And it's a 1 to 10 scale. So I want to talk to you about that and get your thoughts on how it can help us a make decisions. A 1 to 10 scale on deciding is this can this be applied to any decisions small decisions big decisions life decisions deciding where to eat how would you how would you (laughs) any any decisions and deciding to eat could be a big decision sometimes as well basically the background is i was on holiday with my girlfriend in york yeah and there was like a big attraction that it was our second time this is this is just york not new york just no old york York, yeah OG York. Gotcha. Yeah. OG York. Yeah. Um, they might call New York that when like a new New York comes on, but yeah, this is the original York. Um, and there's like a gotcha. tourist attraction that it was our second time there and you sort of should see it, you know, the first time you go. But I think both of us were a bit like, you know, do we go, do we not? And it was like, I think it was like 20 pounds or something. Is it just like the one thing to see in New York or is it... Isn't that the most famous thing to see in York? It's probably like one of the easily one of the top five things to see in York. Okay. And we didn't okay. do it the first time. So it's kinda of like while you're there, you kinda of should probably do it. Exactly. But we were like not sure on whether to do it. So I don't know how this happened, but we're like, okay, let's pick a number between one and ten. And we didn't know at the time we'd be creating a revolutionary decision mechanism that we wanted to share <laughs> with our audience. But we at the you didn't know that history was made that day in old York. <laughs> uh, so we, at the count of three, we decided yeah. to say a number out of ten in terms of how much we wanted to go. Ten obviously being the most. And if the yeah. average of our numbers was five or more, we had to go in. So instead of us going like, oh, we should okay. go in, we're sort of keen, like we'll spend 20 pounds each on it, like maybe not enjoy I'm kind of talking much. around it. All right. So you tried to make a qualitative decision quantitative. Like you tried to put some yeah. rigor, some objectivity yeah. put into a, that decision Yeah, mathematical process. mechanism on there. And so I think we, yeah. I think it was like a three and a four or something at the same time. And we kind of smiled at each other because we're like, well, awesome. Like we both didn't really want to go. And we would have just went anyway. Like, I mean, isn't another way of doing that just communicating with each other? That you both, didn't yeah. Really we, go? Or is it too hard to kind of? We might need get to work on our communication, it. but <laughs> but the problem is, I think when one person really wants to do something, and someone else maybe is not that keen, but doesn't want to like spoil the party. Yeah, then they're going to be a bit more timid in terms of shutting something down because you don't want to be a spoiled sport or whatever. So, okay, I, I can I can see where this could be So definitely useful. So the reason it works, I think, and we've used it many, many times since, is that, like, you have to hit a five or above, right? So if someone goes seven and someone goes three, you're a five. Like, you're doing whatever you're deciding. Okay. 
So the three Fair person has yeah. a chance if they really don't want to do it to kind of go for a zero. So a zero is effectively a veto. Is it a veto? Ooh, so here's where it gets interesting, mate. A zero and a ten would be a five, so you still have to do it. <laughs> you do. That's brutal. So, so yeah. So there's a few... I kind of like that, though, because it errs on the side of positivity, of, of like, action, not inaction. Yeah, exactly. Right? So the default yeah. is it's, like, biased towards, like, positive doing action it. and actually yeah. doing the activity, right? Oh, so, we need more of that in this world. I'm, love, I'm loving this process. Yeah, especially <laughs> since, like, COVID. It's just like, oh, do I want to go outside or do I want to stay in my house like I did for the last, like, <laughs> seven months? Uh. So, for example, if, um, if, like, it was Valentine's Day and the Super Bowl final was on <laughs> and the NFL season was extended and you live in a time zone <laughs> where it happens to fall on Valentine's Day. If that scenario was to occur. Which is happening this year. So, so, which is happening this year. So it gives Australia, you the chance yeah. if there's something that you like have to do that you really want to do. You go for a 10. Like watching the Super Bowl yeah. as, as an example. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, so you can you can definitely well then do you not feel that this can get hacked by people just um, if you want to do something you just vote ten <laughs> if you don't want to do something you vote zero which is by the way how everybody treats five star reviews <laughs> <laughs> everything is either is one star I'm angry at the restaurant management and I want them to lose their rating yeah. or five stars and yeah. have a good time. No one ever votes two, three, four yeah. stars. Yeah. I've never been exist. in a massive rush leaving a restaurant to be like, I really, really want to quickly make a four-star review because it was quite good, um, but not really <laughs> good, not good enough. Like I wanted... It was adequate. <laughs> yeah. It was okay. Yeah. No I want... strong feelings one way or another. I want everyone to know yeah. that if they're, you know... If they come to this restaurant, they're going to get a decent experience, and I don't want that averaged out by the some people who have an exceptional yeah. one and some people who have. I a think terrible. it's it's very important for people to know that if they come to this restaurant and pay money, they will get you know they will receive food and beverages in return. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to be clear. <laughs> do you think if you made a restaurant that you just didn't try and do anything fancy, but you always had like kind of fresh food, but no one thought it was five star, do you think you'd get many reviews? You'd have like thousands of customers and you'd have no reviews because it's like three stars. Do you know what I mean? And no one would be bothered think... to leave a three-star review. <laughs> but you'd have to be nailing that aesthetic, right? Because as soon as you had <laughs> one bad customer service experience, you know what I mean? Like the food yeah, was yeah. cold or it came out late or you forgot an order, yeah. that's going to get you a one star. <laughs> so <laughs> that's hard. you'd have to be truly consistently average. <laughs> Which is a skill in itself. Is that more of a challenge than creating a five-star so. restaurant? I think so. Because, because a five-star restaurant will always have one-star experiences because some will be mad because you will make a mistake. It's just the reality of hospitality, right? Yeah. Someone will forget an order. Someone will some- mess something up. And if you go to a um, five-star, you have that five-star expectation. So it's very hard to meet that sometimes as well. Like, absolutely. Because you've got like a, a, an expert. Yeah. You, you, you're baseline is higher in terms of what you expect but going back to right, so whether you going back, going back, to, the back voting, to the like as long as it's a democratic vote as long as you're making this vote with someone who isn't going to be a tool and game the system i think that's a really good system i think that that will fight a lot of relationship arguments about what to eat yeah it, it, imagine <laughs> if you would like you have do. three meals a day you're on holiday like with a, your partner 
and you're trying to decide on whether to go to this restaurant. And <laughs> let, me, just... let me paint you a picture. Imagine if you had three meals a day in some <laughs> fantasy world. <laughs> I mean, imagine... Let me you suspend this belief for a moment. <laughs> All right, anyway, go on. So three meals a day, and then, yeah, that argument. Yeah, on, on holiday, you're like, okay, oh, that cafe looks nice. But then the other person's like, oh, you know, nice. I know this area, actually. I've been here before. I prefer to go. There's a lot of really yeah. good cafes in the market square over there. And you go, can yeah. we one out of ten it? And when you say, can we one out of ten it, you always have to one out of ten it. Because it's like calling it, it's like calling an election, you know? Yeah, yeah. But if you then just go, I kind of want to eat here ten, the other person's like, well, <laughs> I'm a reasonable person. I'm not going to say zero because... Like I'll say two no, anyway. No, because there's no way three. that yeah, if someone's that passionate, it's very unlikely that you would both be equally oppositely passionate about a given situation. Yeah. So you can you can game the system, um, but then I guess the other person will just stop playing with you and just stop hanging out with you. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's I Speaking think stop playing. I think um, we're into overtime. We're into extra minutes. We're into injury time of overtime. <laughs> Yeah, the ref is checking his watch. Um, how has this been? Yeah, to to wrap up our meal, <laughs> our bout-sized meal, how would you say, how successful has this been since you invented it in Old York? Do you think it's got potential to be distributed across the world to places like New York? Is there an opportunity for this to so, perpetuate? Yeah, I'd, uh, has it, it been in, So well? in dessert menu time, I'd say it's really been helping um, because... If someone says they want to do something, it's very hard to assess a percentage level of what they want to do. And this gives you a quantitative number. Unless you literally <laughs> assign a percentage yeah. to it. Which we are. <laughs> in the of 10. Then it's very easy to assess the percentage. <laughs> so, <laughs> I like your way of thinking. All right. Well, I'm going to give it thinking, a go. Hang on. What, what number do you think we should stop this episode now? Because it's meant to be bite-sized. Three, three, two, two one, one, nine. Eight. <laughs> also, three, two, one wasn't my vote. It was a countdown to my vote, which was eight. <laughs> it was just like, you're mentally going three, two, one. Nah, let's go eight. <laughs> Alrighty. Oh, I will Later. try it out and I will give you a review on a scale of one to ten on how I think it went. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then you go to the other partner like... Out of ten, how about how much do you want to continue using this rating scale? <laughs> I mean, the only democratic way to do it. 